Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Today, we have a special episode coming to you called Mommy's Night Out. So for all you mamas out there, crack open a bottle of whatever pleases you and listen in because uh, it's your time. It's your time to shine. So we have a special guest today, our friend Mo, who is a mama. Say hi, Mo. Hello. I miss Mo. And um, of course, your fellow DBP co-host, Jamie. Oh, thank you. Hi. <laughs> uh, anyway, so today we are drinking Mommy's Time Out, which is a Pinot Grigio. Um, it's a 2016 from Italy, the Veneto region. Or Della Venezia, as you might say. Um, ABV is 12.12%. And we're going to crack this baby open. So, Mo, will you do the honors, please? Yes, ma'am. Crack. Nice. And time to pour. All right. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. Can we call you Mama Mo? You can. Okay. Mama Mo, I feel like you said it sounds like uh, it sounds like Mama Morton from Chicago, the musical. I don't picture you as Queen Latifah though. That's, well, thank you. I mean, no, sorry. All right. You are beautiful, but you're not. You're not. You're not Miss Queen Latifah. All right. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Or bitches. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not drinking yet. It smells a lot like melon. I get some lemony. Yeah, I was going to say melon, citrus, a little bit of honeydew. Honeysuckle? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I have a candle going, too. <laughs> okay. It's crisp. I'm getting a lo- little bit of lime. Anyone? Yup. Like zesty. Wait, so this is, it's 80% Garganega, 20% Pinot Grigio. Or Grigio. Where did you say it was from? This is from Veneto, Veneto or Della Venezia, Italy, which is where most Pinot Grigio comes from. Um, there's a lot of different types of wines of Pinot Grigio, ranging from your standard wine to premium wines. Um, and then sometimes it's actually used to make sparkling wines in Italy, but not, not to be Prosecco. Conf- yeah. yeah, yeah. I so, was going to say the Prosecco is made from the Glera grape, uh, which is. Not either of these two. Um, but Garganega, coincidentally, is also from northeastern Italy. It is grown solely in northeastern Italy. And Garganega is so fucking difficult to say. But you're doing a good job. Thank you. It's also known <laughs> as Suave. That is Like Rico Suave? Like Rico Suave. Well, anyways, this is a pretty much everyday wine. You should drink it within a couple years. It's not one that you should age for a while. It's basically intended for consumption pretty immediately. Well, what do you think of it? I'm not usually a white girl. Mm-hmm. A white girl. A white, a white girl. wine girl. You was a white girl. You, you are a white girl. But in a different way. Um, but it tastes, it doesn't taste too sweet, which is always yeah. the concern when I drink a white wine is it's going to taste too sweet for me. But this is, this is actually okay. Do you automatically, like, as soon as you see a white wine port, are you just like, oh God, it's going to be bad. It just looks like it's going to be too sweet uh-huh. immediately. Like my mouth goes, oh, too sweet. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is pretty sweet. acidic. Yeah. So in most Pinot Grigio or Gris is crisp, light, refreshing, not sweet. 
So like some Rieslings can be pretty sweet and some can be really dry, but this is not a typical grape that you would see to be sweet. So no, but what we so if you are stuck in a situation where you need a white, <laughs> where you only have a white wine choice, and this is one of them, it's mostly guaranteed that it's not going to be sweet. Perfect. Suave though, which is like the primary grape that we're drinking, I'm surprised that they went with with this grape. It's like a very little known grape, I think. That's Italian. I really never heard of it for until a couple years ago, but it is typically a delicate grape. Has more lemon almond notes. I don't get. I don't really get any of that. No, like the I lemon mean, for sure. But it still has sort of this softness to it and this floral characteristic. I don't. I'm not quite sure where that where that goes from. I mean, Garganega typically is a blending grape that's used with like Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay, Verdicchio. But Garganega, you can also have by itself. So okay, the label "Mommy's Timeout" is quite fitting for. Um, <laughs> Mama Mo, who's, it's her night out. It is yeah. her night out. Yes. Time out signs sound so negative. So the wine makers say that uh, we all know that being a mommy is a difficult job. A mommy's time out is well-deserved break. These wines are delicate and fruity. They come from some of the finest vineyards in Italy where the best grapes are vinified, resulting in a long-lasting finish. They are a great complement to food or may be served as an aperitif. That is very fancy. Um, I think you can also pair this with a lot of different things. Some of the food matches that I found were a goat cheese rocket and walnut salad. (laughs) It's really specific. Rocket is arugula, if anyone's wondering. Crispy garlic and chili prawns. It sounds good. It 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 does, but that's extremely specific. Yeah. Well, but this one's even more specific. Grilled green-lipped mussels. I didn't know that there were Greenland mussels. What does that mean? I don't know. It has to be from somewhere. <laughs> I have no idea. No. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So our topic today is to talk a little bit about the life of a mom. And, you know. Just a day in the life. The right day in the, the life. life. And why this time out or night out or whatever you want to call it is so critical. Oh, man. How long have you been a mom? I have been a mom to a wonderful little boy um, for over eight and a half years. Oh, my God. Oh. I can't believe it. He's almost a young man. I know. He, well, too, he much. Is. Yeah. <laughs> too, too, too much. much. Too much. Too much. Too fast. Uh, wait, could, do you mind uh, recounting the story that you shared with Sarah and I before we started recording? Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's getting so old and so big that he's getting to the point where you walk across a parking lot and he, you try to hold his hand. And he just starts to pull it right back. And it no! just breaks mommy's heart so much. So then I'm like, well, no, we're in a parking lot. You have to hold my hand. Right. So Right. I mean, I think you should just, like, hang out in parking lots from now on. <laughs> Walk in circles. Just, just, get a, just get a little little one-on-one time. You're like, I'm not, you're not too cool for this. I promise. Not yet. Not yet. No. Oh, my God. No, he's a cute little man. I will say that. You don't often find a lot of children who are well-equipped to hang out with adults or to have conversations with adults, but he he holds his own, man. He does. That boy likes to have a conversation, so yeah. he will. That's actually one of the things we talk about is very soon the house will be way too quiet. At this point, it is constant conversation. Oh. It, is, it is all the time. It's all the time, but you have to remind yourself, this is this too shall pass. Like, he's going to be... 
Lots of questions. Lots of questions, which uh-huh. is fine. He's got a lot of questions about the world. There's a so lot out I. there. Would you, okay, can I ask you, like, when he asks you questions about things that you don't quite know the answer to at the moment, do you tell him to go sort of look things up or go read something? Do you guys do it together? Like, how, I'm always curious about this. We tend to look things up together. You okay. know, I mean, being in the this age of technology, mm-hmm. he knows that, you know, whatever you want to find is just a click away. So it's, mom, can you look this up? Can yeah. you find out what this is? Yeah. Um, Which is crazy because that's not how we grew up. Right? I know. Go look up an encyclopedia. Or <laughs> oh my God. Go to the library of the card catalog. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, today mm-hmm. it was, mom, can you um, find out who had the longest burp ever? Stop <laughs> it. So you're saying for his next birthday, yeah. we should you? get him the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, he wanted to know how long it was. It was like a minute and 36 seconds or <laughs> something. That's a long ass burp. That's a <laughs> lot of air inside that person. Oh, man. Yep. Damn. Was this a was this a large human? Did it mention? It didn't say who it, who it was. <laughs> like, it gave a name and like it was some 20... I think some 20-some-year-old guy. No picture? No picture. He probably just, like, guzzled a liter of soda. Had to be root beer. And then then he'd probably just let it out with the tiniest air hole (laughs) so that it could prolong. Mm -hmm. That sounds painful. That is really interesting. I feel like that's not something you would normally want to look up. So, I mean, kids definitely expand your horizons. He has (laughs) a lot of interesting questions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, I think today we are wondering... What are the challenges of being a mother? So, like, when you first, you know, you kind of have your own schedule before you have kids and you do what you want. And, mm-hmm. like, you go to sleep when you want and you wake up. I mean, for the most part, most people have work. But, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have, you do your own thing, right? But then yeah. all of a sudden, there's this child. <laughs> and then it's like you have to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Keep them breathing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, that's important. Those, are, those are all, part. like, real important ones. And then, like... Also, you have to make sure that they become, like, hopefully normal and decent humans. And, I mean, it's, uh, that is, like, like the most important job. It's a lot of time, responsibility. Right? Well, I did say, so, when we had Bo, I said, if my child is going to be anything, he's going to be polite. Mm-hmm. And he he's a fairly polite he, he little man. He's a fairly polite child, yes. So you did, you did He's very him. courteous. Lots of pleases and thanks you, which makes me super proud of him. Yeah. But um, I would <laughs> <But>. say, <laughs> um, yeah, the big changes in life and some of the things I don't think you're quite ready for yeah. when it happens is you think, oh, it's not going to be a big deal. We're just going to take them wherever we go. It's not going to be a problem, you know, just whatever. And then you realize that there's a lot of the world that is not equipped to have a child involved in it. Which is hilarious because children are... Everywhere. I, <laughs> yeah. I think I think for me, definitely, it is the, your time is not your own anymore. And it definitely belongs to them. No matter how much you think that you own it, you really don't. You worked prior to having a child. I did. And then... And, and, the, and you worked in the beginning of having a child, right? I did. Um, and I loved that job. Um, I was a transport nurse for Children's Hospital. Best job I ever had. Until I had this kiddo. Aww. Aww, yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, being a mom is the best job I've ever had. It's the hardest job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I tried after maternity leave to go back to work. And I got about six weeks 
six weeks out and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I just need to be home with him. It took us a really long time to have him. And I just wanted to be with him so I didn't miss out on all of the fun stuff that was coming. And I, I don't regret it at all. There has to be a tough decision, though, just considering... Well, I guess you have to consider a lot of... Weigh, and weigh a lot of different factors, too. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool when you have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, we were very lucky to be able to do that, to be yeah. able to be home with them. And it was funny because before I quit, I was nervous about telling my husband, Ross, about not wanting to work anymore. And we had been shuffling Bo around between my mom and another woman that we knew, you know, when I was only working two days a week, but they were 12-hour shifts. So Ross was kind of left alone with, with Bo when I wasn't around. And I was so afraid to tell him. And his reaction was, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was nice to not have to worry about you know, where is he going? Where are we taking him? What time do we have to meet? You know, because my mom would actually take him to Madison for a couple of days so at a Madison's time. So Madison's an hour away. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. you know, and I would meet her halfway yeah. at Johnson Creek and we would do like this whole trade-off thing. Shuffling and, of the baby and yeah. the things. And... and well, that, but that was also hard too, because he's little yeah. and you, you don't want to be without him. And he's gone for, you know, at that, at that point you're not ready yeah. You're not really ready to be how, without him. How long, so when you did go back to work, how long were you off it was, for maternity? Maternity yeah. leave, I had 12 weeks, but okay. I actually also had some wonderful co-workers who, towards the end of my pregnancy, I was having a few difficulties, and uh-huh. they all donated a bunch of hours. Are you serious? They called me on Christmas Eve and said, you know, have a good Christmas, don't come back until after the baby's here. We love you, Aww. but don't come back. I know, but I'm, I'm getting all like, it was very sweet oh, of them, because it was... It was getting hard. Like I was, <laughs> I was getting pretty big, and I had we had some problems. Your suit didn't fit. My suit. Oh god, no. Oh no. No, I look ridiculous. in a flight suit at that, that point. Yeah. The flight suit's ridiculous on a pregnant person. <laughs> but um, yeah. That is really that is really amazing, and also even more difficult, right? If you hated where you worked, who you worked with, what you did, any combination of those three factors, or any factor by itself, like. That has to be so challenging to leave and to, like, make that decision because you're like, but I love who I work with, and they're so supportive. I want to be there, but then, I mean. You have to you have to make a choice. And I, I think the other part that's hard is you work hard for that degree. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. you know, a four-year nursing degree is, it's, I mean, everybody has has you know hard times in college but it's yeah it's a it's a, it's a tough way to go sometimes and I can never do your it. experience I can never and, do it yeah. yeah so you know I started out in the NICU which I loved the, the tiny babies were my my first love and then I moved into this job because they didn't have we went to Arizona for a year oh that's right and came back and they didn't have a spot in the NICU so I jumped in both feet and was a little afraid with those of those patients with teeth for a while but <laughs> I mean the facts okay a the fact that you took care of babies slash children because like in my career I've only taken care of adults because the others scare me the others I mean you you're it like, like it's like some like you know it's just like alien form I, I guess maybe don't do kids when it comes to healthcare. like nope nope yeah. no it's a completely different world but also getting in a plane 
Or helicopter? Planes, helicopters, and ambulances. And not vomiting? <laughs> Sarah. Non-drowsy Dramamine was my best friend. <laughs> I mean, like, put me in a helicopter, I'll be vomiting everywhere. I mean, like, there's no, I mean, there's no taking care of kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's amazing to even begin with, you know, and then obviously to leave and then take care of your own child is probably yeah. a big decision to make. You, I will say, you know, I feel like a lot of people when they have kids, like, they're like, yeah, I've been around kids before. But they haven't really been around like a brand new newborn well, baby. And you haven't been house. around your own child. Well, yeah, but I mean like like you know handling a baby. Mm-hmm. I I got very comfortable for a while with my niece, my oldest niece cuz I was there like almost every day after work. So I got fairly comfortable, but then I soon realized that other people oh, not. were not comfortable mm-hmm. with me holding their baby as comfortable as I was. And then we had a bout where like no friends had babies. So I was not around infants any longer, and how quickly I forget. But you had to be at an advantage because having worked with kids, having, like, how many years were you a nurse? Ooh, my goodness. Well, I graduated in, what, 2002. Okay. So, and then Bo was born in 2011. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so you, you have that. It's, that's, like, built into you at that point. So it's it's one of those things like you know how to do all of the stuff that's pretty normal, you know, like swaddling them super tight, you I know. Can't do that. Our uh, our poor that. baby like had the flat back of his head because oh, I really? made like little NICU nests for him so oh. he couldn't roll around in his bed and he was he was a good sleeper. So he just laid on the back of his head for like 14 hours and Did he ended, have a helmet? He ended up getting a helmet. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of kids nowadays get helmets. I know. There was nothing wrong with that they're, people. They're touch and go they're, with my nephew they're pretty with cute. the helmet yeah. and the flat head. Yeah. 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 So you have all the normal stuff but then when it comes to when there's something that goes really wrong uh-huh. with your kiddo and you don't you don't know what to do it's like you don't have orders. You don't have orders oh. from a doctor. You don't like what am I supposed to do right now? Because you're not thinking about all of your experience at that point. You're thinking about your yeah. baby. Right. And what has happened. Like, yeah. what can you possibly do? Yep. But it's almost compartmentalized, would you say? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. It's just like why people don't treat their family. Because uh, yep. you get into that situation and you go blank. Yep. It's like, sticky. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I don't know. You know. I remember when Ross went down. Like, we had just gotten shots. Bo had just gotten shots oh, during the day. Babies. And... He was doing fine, and then all of a sudden, Ross walked down to the grocery store, which is only two blocks away, and in that time, Bo started screaming, and, you know, you're like, what's going on? You know, and so I open him up, like, is he hungry? Is he, you know, but this was a different scream, and I looked at his leg, and it was bright red and twice the size of the other one, and I was like, he had a reaction. So I'm just, now I'm crying. Sure, sure. (laughs) And I call Ross, and he's in line paying, and I'm like, oh my god, can you come home now? He's like, do you need me just to drop the food here or what? I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Make a decision. Yeah, but you know. He's like, I've been gone for five minutes. I know, I know, but you know. What did you do? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was was not you. He was totally fine. I'm sure, but he was having a reaction, right? Yep. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I don't actually mean to be like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, so, like, you know, calm and cool and collected. Because, trust me, that ever happens to me, I will, like, be flipping my shit. <laughs> I will be, like, bouncing off of walls. I mean, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'll probably be calling you. I mean, that's really, like, what would happen. I you know what? And that'll be okay, because I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's not my you, kids. So yeah. I'm like, this. <laughs> you got this. It's totally fine. You can have that objective, you know, mind. 
I'm fortunate enough that when we have kids, my sister is a pediatrician, True. so she will be on my speed dial at all times. I mean, She's is she so already me calling? <laughs> I'm gonna be like, um, there's a sound. She's gonna be like, <laughs> pull the booger out of her nose yeah. with a sucky thing, then the noise will oh go my away. God. <laughs> that stuff grosses me out. And the nose Frida thing. Oh, oh, that grosses me. Belly out. Yeah. buttons. Oh, oh, I'm okay with that. It's no, the, it's the suctioning. No, I had a conversation about belly buttons with adults this weekend and almost threw up like at my friend's house. Also, giving a bath to a newborn seems like the scariest thing of all time. That part I had. I was good with that. Like, how many ever. Okay, I'm going to call you when that time comes. Please do. It's one of my favorite things. Oh, definitely. You'll be in my babies. You should offer the service yeah. now. Right? Yeah, no, my sister lives too far away. I'll be definitely calling you. Be like, well, I, uh, baby needs a bath. I don't know what to do. I'll pay you with wine. I promise. Wait, I think that sounds like a really good trade. I would I would be open for that trade. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that seems like the scariest thing to me. I don't know why. So, sorry. I feel like we went down many tangents, and it was so wonderful, and I loved it. Uh, but, so that was, a, it was a challenge to, like, not go to work but a challenge to decide not to go to work too yeah that it was a tough decision yeah like i said i loved that job i was afraid of that job being a transport nurse when i started it was it was a scary thing to take on and then once i was in it and knew what i was doing it was awesome you got to do i mean because you got to go all over the place take care of these sick kids and you know bring them back with you and hopefully get them fixed up i feel like you sound like you were meant to be a nurturer <laughs> like that's like your i mean you have succeeded in fulfilling your lifelong destiny i think well thank you <laughs> yeah. so would you ever go back to doing this when he's all grown up i don't know don't, um don't scare her by saying he's I all mean, grown up oh my gosh Sarah. right <laughs> I'm, that not for several several years <laughs> um a, a hard part about a job like that is that um I couldn't just go back to doing other things. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could work in a, a doctor's office. I just, I need, I need, I wouldn't call it excitement. I, but I need the same word. Same word yeah. that was in my head, though. I, I need um, to not have monotony. Yeah, sure. I need different, because that job was never the same. Yeah. Every day was different. You never knew what you were walking into. Um, so to go back to that sort of job is like, you know, six months of orientation mm -hmm. and then you go back to you know being on nights again or being on yeah. weekends or being you you know, so you would need up. to be like reoriented to the whole yeah. thing because it's it's a lot i mean it's there's a lot of moving pieces when you take care of kids like that there's, yeah. there's cardiac stuff yeah. there i mean there's there's so much yeah so yeah you have to go back and kind of go over all of it again by the time if you decided to go back like protocols and whatever would have changed so they're you gonna know. be so much different yeah in yeah. eight years yeah that's yeah. it will have been a, a lot different so what else what else would you say was like a, a challenging stage i sit there and i think about like having boys versus girls like I, well i also think like what has changed for yourself so like we talked about your career but otherwise what have you, are there, what shifts have you and your husband had to do for life? Hmm. hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was seamless, really. No, I'm kidding. That's actually, that's a tough one because everything just kind of 
just comes. Like it just it just happens, and it feels like it's so fast, uh-huh. and you don't really stop to think about what has. It just all changes, and you don't really stop to think about what did I used to do? How did this used to be? Uh-huh. For me, at this point, it's very different. You know, even from the beginning. You know, then it was he was so dependent on me, and having one child, you are his playmate. So oh, certainly. <laughs> as he gets older, you know, he's your constant buddy. He's always there. <laughs> First day of 3K was super hard for mommy. I'm sure. And then sending him away to kindergarten for an entire day. We put him on the bus and he was so happy. And I sat on the front porch and cried for a half hour after he oh. left. Because I was, I was just like, what am I, what am I supposed to do right now? Like, well, I don't because have... your life has been consumed yeah. at that point, like with that person. Yep. Yeah. So your life, it just changes in stages as uh-huh. you go. You're definitely not, I don't know if I want to say it like this, but you're definitely not who you were before kids. Yeah. But it becomes to be okay to be this new person because they change your life so much. And there's times where you're like, what did I do? Like, why? <laughs> when you're just frustrated and no matter how good your kid is, yeah, you are going to be frustrated on a daily basis, usually. Yeah. But... There's so many fun things that come along with being a mom that the rest of it kind of just goes away. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think it's, it's hard to think about like what has really changed, you know, because it's you just kind of have these little stages as you go along before and, you know, once they're here. And then now that he's eight and, you know, oh, he's just becoming his own little person. So. Now you have to try to figure out how to not go around, but like kind of let him be involved in oh, I see. in his own life and sort decisions like, and like consequences. There has let to be him go consequences, a little bit, yeah. right? So it's like you sort of lengthen, I don't want to say yep. the leash. Yep. I'm well, not. Kind of, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of like the leash situation no. on children. <laughs> I think it's fine. My brother I know. I know. I remember you told me that. And I. Or he would have probably been in a ditch somewhere, honestly. I, you've said, yes. <laughs> and I, my sister and I, admittedly, we used to go when my mom was shopping. We used to go like climb through like the clothes racks and we would just like park oh ourselves God. like in the center <laughs> of a couple of them. And we would just sit there and like talk underneath the clothes. Of course, my mom couldn't see it and she couldn't hear us. And, you know, she was frantic. And I got lost at a museum in Chicago. Yep. Things happen. Mm-hmm. 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 So I understand why people would use them. But I, I still have struggle with the whole... I would leash my child so fast if they were like... <laughs> there comes, like, at, at getting this age... In, if they was losing them all the time and they were getting into a bunch of stuff... Which is the scariest thing ever. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I remember for... losing my brother. I remember him being gone for two hours. Yeah, that's a in long time. An amusement park. Mm-hmm. I remember this. I remember my parents calling the police because he fell asleep under the bed and no one could find him. Yeah, we lost my brother at the Taste of Madison. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, and he was little, like yeah. you know, just kind of. And some guy like came walking up, like <gasps> yep. and like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Just yep. walked him over to us because yeah. he. Thank God he walked you. Yeah. He walked him over to you. I know. It was it was scary, but oh my insane. god! If I had a kid like that, <clears throat> listen. If he, I'm sorry, I'm gonna do a PSA for a minute. Oh, do it. <laughs> if you, the village that you live in, offers anything like a safety village, I know that we used to offer that when I was growing up. When I was, I think, twelve, 
I was a safety village counselor. And By we village, did... you mean like neighborhood? No, I mean like our town. Okay. Like we we had safety village. It was a program at, through the park district. Yeah. And it was that, also yeah. sanctioned by like the police department and stuff like that. And initially we used to have it at like the elementary school over the summer. And it was like a week-long thing. And we did like... I think I think we started five to six year olds, and then we offered five five to six, and then seven to eight, and did more like bike safety stuff like yeah. that. And but it's such a great opportunity because it's so important to start super young and have them learn memorize phone numbers, memorize names of parents, um, remember their address, and I remember like quizzing the kids that were in my group. Like I was a group leader. And I remember these five-year-olds. I'm like, they can't possibly know this stuff. And by the end of the week, they got it all down. It's incredible. And it's so important because they need to be able to talk to adults when, if, if they get lost. Anyway, sorry. That was my PSA. Yeah. Yeah. So in I all... I like your idea of like you need to slowly, slowly let go. Well, and there has to be a point where like at this, when Bo is going to do something that I'm like, eh. I don't know if that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, so here's the thing about that, bud. This is what may happen if you do that particular thing. I'm giving you all the information. Make your decision. Okay. And so, you know, he's he gets the consequences of whatever happens. And I, I think it's important for kids to know that there's going to be a consequence for every action you have. So and there's, a, there's a risk to take with... Whichever decision you decide to make, yeah. yeah, and and you can't you can't always help them make those decisions. They need to start doing that stuff for themselves, which is so Amen, hard. sister. <laughs> it's so Amen. hard, but you just you have to let them. You have to let them fail. It it sounds awful, but I think one of the most important things for kids to do is fail, because well, they will come around and figure out. <clears throat> this is a saying from a book that we have, but you either win. Or you learn. Uh, yep. And so <clears throat> next time you know, oh boy, but what I did last time was awful, bad idea. So next time around, you'll Try make a better decision. New. But the yep. problem is, is there's so many parents who don't think that. Yeah. Do like, the helicopter yeah. You're thing. Right. Yep. Don't let them fail and don't let them pick themselves up and don't let them learn. Mm-hmm. And then we create Yep. It's not yeah. a great it's, it's it's definitely important what happened to, to like some of the millennials that are happening oh right my now. god they were never <clears throat> left to <clears throat> fail you are spot on it is difficult to watch them fail like if you know something's gonna go wrong you're oh, like oh, it breaks your heart like, yeah right and it's like here's one thing here's one way to think about it and i i guess i'm just saying this out loud for myself too but they don't know that you know what's gonna happen I, you could, unless you've said it before, of course, and been like, nope, that's really stupid. Like, you shouldn't do that. Or like, let's make a different choice. At some point, they're going to think that you have no clue what's going to happen. And so they're going to try something. And they will probably fail. But they need to know that it's, not only can you learn something from it, but it's okay to fail. Like, you're not going to fail in life. It doesn't mean like failure means that you are not worth while right so it by by knowing that it's like an acceptable thing to fail at some point you just have to figure out what's gonna what you can succeed at what you will succeed at Mm -hmm. you know maybe you're not a great math person you maybe you fail it that doesn't mean that you suck at every subject that means that that's just not your bag right yeah yep it's 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 a hard thing to do but it just has to happen 
So as you're slowly, slowly letting out, uh, <laughs> giving him extra space, can I also letting say out that? the line? Yeah, yeah, let it, letting out the line. I like that. As you're slowly doing that, do you, what do you do with your time? I have um, kind of, I have to say, the whole time thing brings up like going back to school. Oh. And during the summer, it's a little hard to have your own time. Yeah. Like, you know, he's at the age where with that time, I can run to the grocery store by myself. Like, uh-huh. leave him for a half hour and mm-hmm. he's fine. He's a responsible little man. So I feel okay about that. He knows the rules. He knows he doesn't answer the door. You know, here's mom. He knows mom's phone number. He knows dad's phone number. Yeah. He knows all the important information. So at least that part during the summer is nice because you can just, I need to go to the grocery store instead of, you know, having him come through the grocery store. Mom, I want that. Oh my goodness, mom, look at that cereal. Or, you know, just, <laughs> okay. You just, it's way faster if you just go all on your own. Uh-huh. Yep. So during the summer, that would, that's definitely what I've noticed is that by letting him start to do stuff mm-hmm. on his own, you get that. But um, during the school year, I, I love and I hate that he's gone all day. Because he leaves on that bus at like 10 after 8 in the morning and he's not back until 20 after 4. Oh my gosh. It's a long day. I feel like that's late. Is is. that a late day? It is. They don't get done. So they don't start start school until almost 9 o'clock and they don't get done until almost 4. Oh, I wonder. Well, I mean. It staggers the buses between like the. That's exactly what I was just going to say. All the middle school, high school, yeah. So, Um, but when he's in school, I actually am able to have my own routine. I put him on the bus and then I'm able to, you know, go to yoga or go to bar class or take a bike ride or it's, you know, you get that activity right away in the morning, get that done. And then you go start running all your errands, you know, and get stuff ready for dinner. And it just seems like it should be a lot of time. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's coming home in five minutes. <laughs> it seems like you should have so much time, but you know, once you it goes by quickly, yeah, it really does. It so. sounds like a really long day, like over eight hours, but then oh, yeah. man, the first week of school is always rough because they're so tired. Yes. It's they're you know, they get home, they're a little bit cranky, you know, and cause they have to get, they have to get used to it and a whole new routine, new routine. Yeah. yeah. Cause during the summer it's, you know, Bo did um, enough camps that he kind of kept on some sort of schedule. Okay. But yeah, they're not used to that all day long, having their brain on continuously. Right. It prepares them for work life. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They're just getting ready for like the real world. Yeah, exactly. So is there any point where you have felt, quote unquote, mommy burnout? Um, what's we? I'm so sorry. Uh, what is, what's mommy burnout, Sarah? I mean, I'm... I, can't speak from experience here (laughs) but there's a there's a thing it's like they call it mommy burnout it is a thing it's you know there's like apparently there's a new study that's saying that mm, women need momcations um because of burnout i don't think you need a study to say that Right, but we're but, but in this day and age, we need to study for, for everything. everything. That's yeah. true. You're right. But you know, right. like basically, you start feeling, you might have some feelings of depression. You might have some feelings of exhaustion. You might have some feelings of you know, just like day in, you're irritable. You're more angry. Like you're basically, and I think 
this is probably more for not I would want to say more but I'm sure this affects probably newer moms who have younger kids mm-hmm. but is this something you ever encountered I think um, right away at the beginning it's super easy to get frustrated because it's new exactly and you're not used to it you don't know you know what you're really supposed to be doing you just and the baby can't communicate right. and like, can't say, like, I'm hungry. Right. And at that point, they're completely reliant on you for everything. Yep. Yeah. And you're... Like now you have an eight-year-old who goes to the bathroom on his own. Yep. You yep. know, hopefully at that point. Yeah, and hopefully. Like, hopefully. <laughs> you know, who's, like, showering on his own yep. and changing. But, like, a baby is, I mean, you are at his or hers. They're so cute. They I are know. So cute. Um, yeah, I think... Definitely at the beginning, it's more because of that. Yeah. Um, because like, you're needed all the time. Like mom can't take a shower, right? Right. Oh, man. When you oh. get a shower, like if, if I was home with Bo and it was just one of those days where yeah, the day just didn't work out how you wanted it to. And it's like, okay, I just need to shower. Can you can you just, you know, and Ross was always so good. I know, he still is. He's awesome with Bo. Um and he is, but some people don't have that, right? No. I know. Some people don't have that support, which yeah. I <laughs> I think at the beginning, I there are times where I'm not sure how I would have gotten through if I didn't have a supportive husband because he was so good at, like, I would, you know, get up and feed Bo and then um, put him back to bed. And the next time, Ross would get up. Mm-hmm. And at least, like, I may get up to pump. Yeah. But... I didn't have to spend the extra time feeding him and, and changing him and doing all that. So it was so nice to have somebody to split all of that with. Because at the beginning, he was so little, he needed every two-hour feedings. Yep, yep. And so it was just, it was so much. And I can't imagine not having that. I'm so thankful for him. <sighs> um, oh, God. <laughs> but, he, yeah. I think he's, I think, I think Russ is a very involved dad. I think that um, even... I mean, you know, because I, I met you guys, like, what, three and a half, three years ago? Yeah. 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 It seems like longer, <laughs> but I, but honestly, it was, it was only three years ago, and so I just remember, you know, talking to you guys about sort of what you, how you sort of balance everything, and one of the things that I really, that I really do love, and I, my husband and I have talked about it, you both have, like, special time with him, right? So, like, you do family stuff, but you, you do stuff with him, and then Ross does stuff with him, mm-hmm. and, like, there are certain things that are, like, oh, this is a dad and bone night, like, and I think that there are, making sure that each parent has that very special, dedicated time to the child not only does it give you a break, it gives each other, like, right, the respective other person, other parent a break, but it also, I think, helps to solidify that the child has a strong relationship with both parents. There, I feel like it's so important in the child's life to kind of know, like, you have two resources, two people who love you, maybe in different, they show it in different ways, Mm -hmm. or you do different things with with each of them, and that's totally fine. But it is still sort of that, like, involvement, not like a, oh, well, it's your time, your turn to watch the kids. And it's like, it shouldn't be a chore. Like, you have, ideally, you have both, like, opted into this decision to have a family, right? Right. And I, that's always one thing that I, that we talk about with, with you guys, because that's sort of, it's very evident. And he's just like, 
a, a very well-rounded kid because I think that he he sort of he knows that that's there for him. Yeah. I don't know. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah he's. I, I think the thing to note though is when you do have your own time, mm-hmm. you need to make sure you're on the same page with how things should go, so that you don't uh-huh. things don't backfire. Like you don't like say, huh, well, just just you know <laughs> stuff like, well, mommy said this. This is uh, how we do that. You uh-huh, know, so uh-huh. you need to make sure that, especially on big topics, you yeah you have conversations about how things should go yeah so it's not and usually you know if you if you're with somebody for a while you're mostly on the same page that's a really good point good point (laughs) so but have you ever felt that burnout um i don't think it's been extreme or what do you do okay what do you do to prevent it i guess so um, you talked about, you know, the parents doing different mm-hmm. things. I think that's really important. But are there other things that you do that maybe people who have, you know, several kids or maybe those that are really at their wit's end with their just one little baby, like, what are some strategies that you think could work? Because I can read what people say, <laughs> but like, I mean, I don't really know. And I think that it's important to understand that you are, you don't really know until mm-hmm. you have kids, right? Right. Yep, absolutely. You don't know what you're jumping into until until you get there, really. But you can only anticipate so much, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I think for me, it's always been just being able to get away, just just even for like an overnight or two days with Ross. Like you have to be able to let go. And like when Bo was, I think he was seven months old, mm-hmm. we left him with my parents for I was like five days oh wow we went to, that had to be so hard it was it was tough but we went to san francisco and like you just you have to be willing to Good let other people you. help yeah and so oh. for me it's just nice i know some people we read the article you know about moms needing the the momcation yeah. and oh yeah it, it said you know to get away from kids and your spouse and all that stuff but for me, I, it's way more comfortable, and I really just want that time with him, because yeah. it's it's we've been together for so long. It's like he's you know I'm not only am I madly in love with him, but um, we're he's like my best friend, yeah. and so you want to have your buddy with you when you go on vacation, yeah. So it's just way more fun when if you're going with him. It's not like you have the daily things you have to do at home. You're not doing the dishes or right. you know you don't have to deal with bedtime. <sighs> You know, it's like... How many books are we going to read? Right. No. <laughs> well, and it's funny because at this point, bedtime is so easy, but mm-hmm. it's still, it's bedtime. Yeah. And you still have that time of the evening where you have to plan things out and you need to be home at a certain time and you need to, you know, do yeah. all these things. So when you're just away, it's nice just to shut all that off and go, oh man, it's 10 o'clock. We haven't had dinner yet. Should we go get something? You know, it's That's it's exactly great. what we did last night. Which it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting notion because I think that a lot of times, especially from the articles, like it's like you have to get away from all of life, from all of your home life. But I do think that sure, it's it's fun to get away with the girlfriends or like to have like some alone time. I think Sarah earlier, um, you had mentioned something about maybe like just having like a spa day or like going out yeah, for like, like maybe four or five hours. By if yourself. you can't get away for a few nights, like maybe you just need like. A half a day to go get a massage and a manicure and pedicure and just like 
go Ooh, sit somewhere breathe calm. and and like not have somebody at you all the time yeah like i'm sure that really helps i mean it helps me now and i don't have children yeah but, right yeah. yep it's yeah nice to just go kinda, sit and have a cup of coffee yeah, somewhere just like quiet like go sit exactly somewhere somewhere maybe read a book but i think too one of the aspects and one of the things that what you just said mo makes a lot of sense is that i feel like when you read a lot of stuff and you hear a lot of stuff from friends and family who have kids, but it's like when you have a kid, so much shit hits the fan. The relationship between the two parents sort of takes a backseat or can. It can. And because obviously like you're caring for this small thing who literally can do nothing for itself. And like you need to somehow just focus on that. And I feel like sometimes... Or oftentimes you hear a lot about how like, oh, like, you know, people sort of drift apart a little bit or the focus just literally all they can do is talk about the kid. Right. And so it's important, I think, to, you know, maintain that connection. And I like the idea of you guys just having like your own like parent vacation, if you will. Not yep. not just momcation, mom and dadcation. I, I think it's, it's so important for a relationship to, uh, I'm just going to say, to survive. Like you yeah. need to have that time to yourselves to be you. Like yeah. kind of who you were before, you know, just, just have that time to sleep in or, you know, just stay up late or go get crazy. Like just go have <laughs> Woo, fun. Woo, right? But just, you know, have that time to do something and yeah, you know, like, but it's going to be different for everybody. If you, oh, totally. if you need that time away from everything, you have to make it a point to carve that time out. You know, no matter how hard it is to put things together, you need to find, you know, a way just just to take a minute and maybe yeah. let go a little bit and absolutely let, and like trust that someone else can take care of your kid it's hard you it's, know they may I'm not sure it's they so may not difficult. make the cereal the same way they may not you know <laughs> you know spread the peanut butter are they breathing? same way you do right oh my god my mom makes the best pb and j sandwiches i love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches but I yeah i mean if the kid you know someone that you trust that the kid's gonna eat he's gonna get his diaper changed he's gonna you know it's gonna sleep it may not be the same way you do it. It doesn't matter. It's also don't it's you think it's beneficial back. to have your kid experience different humans? Oh yeah, like that are going to be around them because like, I I mean yeah, you're not always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Dad's not always going to be there, or other mom, whatever. It doesn't matter what your family lifestyle is like. Your child should get used to like having like different adults around them, different family around them, different mm-hmm. kids react differently to different things, and I think. I think it's beneficial to kind of get them used to a lot of different ways. I think as long as you feel confident, they're going to be safe. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. Priority number one. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely made it a point right, you know, early on to when, so Bo was um, born January 22nd Uh and my birthday is January 28th. Uh Uh-huh. So on my birthday, my parents came and they took him and stayed at our house for the evening and watched him. Oh, wow. He was six days old. It was, he's going to get used to everybody. And now it's... Like I said, when he went off to, to 3K, bye, Mom. Like, didn't care. He was going to hang out with other people, <gasps> other kids. No. Didn't cry. Didn't care. And you can send him over to any friend's house to sleep over. No problem. Like, he just doesn't care. Kids don't do care. that anymore. I'm impressed. Like, he just he just loves people. Yeah. And so he's he's good. Yeah. It's like, if I know you, you're my friend, you're my, you know, my cousin, my yeah. grandma and grandpa, like, good to go. Just drop him off and he will barely say goodbye. <laughs> Which, Which makes me a little hurts. sad, a little bit. It's like insert the knife and just twist a little bit. Uh, but then he's so excited uh, when you come back. Yeah. Which is great. Oh, 
feel like that's a testament to who you are oh. and how you operate. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Now, has wine helped you is wine out of place some instances of frustration not that people should turn to alcohol that's not what i'm saying however just inquiring curious minds want to know if that has been a point of just you know a a type of relaxation yeah i think if i'm being completely honest i do probably drink more now than before bo um it's one of those things like you've had a day it's you know one of those when he's he never had terrible twos but when he turned three like he started the question asking uh-huh. and i actually marked down one day and there was like almost 200 questions <gasps> while ross was gone at work and i was like <sighs> you know it just it makes you just go okay i just i just need a minute so it's like you know like, i need some silence right your husband gets home you put the kid to bed it's like let's open a bottle of wine like yeah there's probably way more of that than before Okay. I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know, it's... It's acceptable. Yeah, right? It's acceptable. <laughs> I like that. I don't it's, think it's good so or bad. Yeah. It's acceptable. Acceptable. Good. Then I will accept it because it happens. <laughs> you know me. I love wine. Mm-hmm. But it's like wine can transport you into, you know, sort of just like take you out of the element of what you're experiencing. Maybe a mini and vacation. So it's like it's room. like a vacation in the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. I jo- Sometimes I joke about how you can like travel around the world through wine, but literally you can because this wine that we're drinking is from Italy. There are other wines that are from California. I mean, California is obviously much, it's much more accessible than going, say, I don't know, Australia or something. But you can literally travel around the world and you can, I mean... You could be like, I'm drinking wine from a chateau in France. That's right. And then you can just speak with a French accent. (laughs) And that could be like your life. Well, I also think every time you open a bottle of wine, it's a little bit of an adventure. Yeah. You you might not know what you're going to expect, especially with something different. And maybe it's something fun to share with your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, and... You're getting real close to uh, Forrest Gump here. Well, you know, you just got to be... I guess you there's never the know fine line be between how many bottles are you opening, what kind of day was that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I appreciate not having kids, but I have had those days where you come home and you're like, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're like, oh, it'd be really nice if you just open a bottle of wine because this was the most frustrating day, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think so. with being a stay-at-home mom, like, you don't get to leave your your job anywhere right like you you're always at your job and you so, don't clock out at five o'clock nope you just you're always there like we we actually used to joke though that we were only halftime parents because Bo was such a good sleeper <laughs> that we'd put him down and then we would see him in the morning really? so it was kind of one of those like felt a little guilty you know you're one of those people that i'm always like you shouldn't tell other parents what your experience was because they want to <laughs> they want to punch you they're gonna I know. fight I, I had someone i i had a friend who her kid never slept, uh-huh. and she was like, she was one who got sick like the second she got pregnant, until like months after, like six months afterwards, she was still throwing up. Wait, what? Yeah, she just it was awful, miserable. Yep, and then the baby cried all the time oh, and God. all this, and like while I was pregnant, like I love being pregnant. I I was um... sad when it was done, and then like both slept well, and she's like, I hate you, <laughs> I hate you. If you weren't my friend, I'd probably hit you, and I'm like. I, I know. I love I, you. I would hit me too. I I don't know. We felt. I mean, he was he was a process to have. So I think we were just yeah. We, just, we paid it forward on the front, and then we got the 
this kiddo on the back. That's so. right. It's funny because I know I know I have a couple friends whose kids were like angels, and I was like, shh, <laughs> shh, <laughs> don't disclose that information. Don't say it out loud. People will look no one, at you weird. Right. No one. People will, like will be you. like, can I steal your baby? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hopefully not. All right, so you are a red wine drinker, so I do hate to ask you this question, but I feel like we do need to get back to this. This Mommy's Italian time out, Pinot Grigio, mm-hmm. Garganega. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I feel like you're anti-Garganega. No, I just have not. Like it, I, it says it on the bottle, Pinot Grigio. So I just okay, keep going so actually, back to that. can I just? I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm just gonna comment about this bottle because I think this is actually pretty horrible marketing, in my opinion. <clears throat> so fonts are fine. Okay, I'm not gonna like gripe about the fonts but garganega which is 80 percent of this blend is in the lighter color it's in like a light green much Mm. like the wine color if anything the garganega should have been in the darker green and the pinot grigio which is only 20 percent, should have been in the lighter that seems fair i don't know i'm gonna judge it I also think that they shouldn't even have Pinot Grigio in the bottle if it's only 20%. Well, okay, but I think that that also speaks to the requirement in the U.S. The minimum is 75%. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right, but this is an Italian wine. But it's sold here. But it's an Italian wine. But it's sold here. And so they <laughs> likely are going to adhere to the Italian requirements and also, just for transparency. I mean, we love transparency. We want to know what the fuck is in our wine. I don't want something to be listed as Cabernet and have it only be 75% and have, like, 20% Cabernet, fr- although I do love Cabernet Franc, but 20% Cab Franc and, like, 1% oh, I or agree. 10% Malbec. But it is not clear on their website. If you go to their website, it pretty much does not state how much of each are in what. And so it's very hard to tell. You have so many tabs open on your computer. It, like, gives me anxiety. <laughs> this, is, this is what my brain looks like. Oh, I love all it. All the time. This is what my brain looks like. I love it. I'm glad There's your brain so can look like that. My brain can. tabs open all the time in my brain. It's like being a mom. No, I have to, I have to click some of those closed in my head. You just have to. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, on the website, it does not state how much of oh, each. sorry. And... That's frustrating to me. Wait, that seems really dumb. Sorry. That seems really dumb that their website doesn't say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, but back no. to the wine. Forget the website. I think the wine is... I think it's refreshing. I think it's citrusy. I think it would be good on a hot summer day. Oh, yeah, on a patio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patio pounder type of wine. It's not sweet, like you said. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's middle of the road. I don't have a ton of experience with Pinot Grigio, but I think it's something that if someone brought out and on a hot day on a, on a porch, I would drink it. You'd be cool yeah. with it? Yeah, would be fine. Okay, so what's throwing me is that I feel like when you drink it, it feels round, if that makes sense, and creamy to some extent, but then it has this like surprising super high acidity at the end, which is where the citrus is coming in. So I hear what you're saying. You think for the flavors it should be more crisp than all creamy. around the mouthfeel is more creamy than crisp and it's throwing you off based on the flavors yes i can understand that yeah yeah because what i'm getting at the aftertaste in the back of my tongue is way different than what i'm getting in the front to mid palate 
Is it worth the $10 for mom's night out? I'm going to let Mo answer that question. I think, like, if you were bringing a few bottles of wine, it'd be fine to include it. And, yeah. So you'll take it. Yeah. Mommy's not out. Yeah. Take it. All right. Take it. Done. (laughs) There you go. There's the verdict. For $10, too, I mean. And a grape that most people don't drink? Yeah, read the back of the label to figure that out. No, it says it on the front. Yeah, but it doesn't say 80% until you look at the back. We true. I guess my only note is it feels dry. At the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> On that note, thanks for coming out, Mama Mo. Thank you for having me. Mama Mo. Mama Mo. Mommy's Night Out. You're so welcome. We hope that this was a break from the mom life for a brief moment. Very nice break with my lovely friends. I know. You gotta get a gold chain. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers to all your mamas out there. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.